Our next question we have is, what is drug addiction treatment? Um, you know, if you ask your family members or you're asking somebody that you're sitting next to on the plane or they're asking me, you know, which is what usually happens, um, first thing that, that they think about is, uh, is where is addiction treatment? Right. Okay, so, um, uh, and the setting is important because there's a variety of settings. I think most people think that you're in a rehab someplace, you know, that you're in a building and you're there overnight. Mm -hmm. And um, that's part of it. That's uh, considered residential addiction treatment. But there's lots of other types of settings. Um, the community is a setting. Okay, mm -hmm. so there are peer support groups, AA meetings, uh, uh, NA meetings that, are, that exist in the community. They're in churches, uh, they're in, in uh, um, different kinds of um, um, settings uh, for um, peer support and that people show up. It's, it's, uh, it's treatment that exists in the community. Um, then uh, something a little bit more formal might be like an outpatient clinic. Okay, so okay. you might have a, a, a clinic that's uh, specifically for uh, uh, addiction or might even be for other kinds of public health reasons that has a, an addiction counselor there that you might go and get an evaluation. And it's a little bit more formal. You actually go into to an office. Um, interesting that, that I'm mentioning this in, in the field of mental health. Uh, one of the advances that we've made, especially uh, with uh, uh, children is that there's a lot of home-based interventions mm -hmm. and just talking about this right now I've never heard of, of any kind of um, home-based uh, type of, of addiction treatment that uh, the professional actually goes into the person's home or the person's environment so that's just kind of a side but interesting Very interesting um, then, of course, private practices. You'll have private practicing right. uh, counselors, addiction counselors. You'll have private practicing psychologists, addiction psychiatrists, for example, um, that you would go in and you would see them and they have a practice uh, surrounding the delivery uh, of, uh, of addiction treatment. Um, then hospitals, of course. Um, right. But what's interesting about hospitals is it's, very, it's usually very specific. Now, a hospital might have... Uh, an addiction unit uh, or a ward there uh, where they're um, providing more intensive uh, kind of medically assisted. Right, uh, like a detox unit or something. A like detox is a, is a perfect example of that. So okay. um, that's a medically assisted, medically supervised uh, addiction treatment that, uh, okay. that in many cases is necessary to get the person started. Um, and then... Uh, you know, we'll end with the one we started, which is, which you might call residential, okay, or, or what people, you know, refer to on TV as rehab. Um, and Bradford is an example uh, uh, right. of, a, of a residential. Bradford also has outpatient uh, services, of course, but the enhanced uh, care program here in Warrior is an example of a, of a, of a, a fine residential uh, addiction program where people... Uh, come for usually longer lengths of stay, and they stay overnight, okay, and, and really control the, their environment. They're, we're taking them out of their uh, risky environment and put, putting them into a protective therapeutic environment. So it's a pretty intensive uh, lifestyle change and lifestyle right. intervention. The, the next way to help answer what is addiction treatment mm -hmm. um, is length of stay. Most people think about, well, how long does it take? Okay. In fact, um, you know, we 
we get questions about that every day from the patients. That's the first thing right. they're concerned about. How long do I have to stay here? Absolutely. Um, not necessarily, you know, what do I need to accomplish, you know, to progress to the next uh, stage of recovery. Um, so length of stay can and actually, or length of the intervention can actually um, be very brief. Okay, uh, Bill Miller from Albuquerque, New Mexico, is uh, uh, who's the author of Motivational Enhancement Therapy, um, has uh, proven uh, that um, uh, effective change can occur within a very brief period of time, called brief therapy. So, for example, um, the use of advice by uh, um, a obstetrician. Uh, let's say that uh, you're seeing your obstetrician, you're pregnant, your obstetrician says, you have to stop uh, drinking and smoking during your pregnancy. Right. Okay. And that's almost 99% effective. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of course, there are still people at that severe end of the continuum right. uh, that, um, that, that even have trouble uh, while they're pregnant. But uh, that advice could be considered a brief intervention. It's one okay. sentence. Okay. It's one statement. Okay. And it's very effective. Um, uh, the other uh, next level up in terms of uh, length of stay is, is what I like to call 28 days, okay? Everybody's heard of that. There's a movie, right. you know, with Sandra Bullock, 28 days. Everybody thinks, well, 28 days. Oh, and, and, and I wonder for a long time, I've been in this field for 25 years, you know, where does that come from? It actually comes from insurance companies, okay? It's what insurance companies okay. paid for, okay? It has nothing to do with, evidence behind 28 days being an effective uh, dose of treatment, okay, it has to do with how much the insurance company is going to pay. So, but it's stuck, okay. It is a month, and that's a nice chunk of time. Um, then, uh, of course, uh, you, you might go up to three months. So I, I have been involved in developing and implementing interventions where we had a uh, three and a six-month uh, intervention component. So the first three months was much more intensive. Okay. And then there were three months added on after that that were less intensive and considered maybe an aftercare period. Okay. Okay. Then, of course, um, you could have uh, um, what you might call a maintenance uh, uh, length of stay. So a ma maintenance length of stay would be something like um, uh, Olivia's House, which is a uh, uh, state-funded treatment center for women with children. And um, you might uh, 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 enroll there and stay there for an entire year, mm -hmm. okay, with your children and working on uh, work, working on your family relationships, working on uh, parenting skills, uh, that sort of thing. So, um, the other interesting aspect uh, about length of stay is that some treatment models actually use um, uh, goal accomplishment or achievement as their definition for, you know, your length of stay or how long you're you're going to to be here. And what that means is instead of uh, when 28 days is up and you're discharged, uh, it's, it's uh, when 100% of your goals, your treatment goals are accomplished. And for you, that might be 28 days. For me, it might be 38 days. Okay. 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 So depending upon how fast you're picking it up uh, and how far along in your recovery you can go. So uh, that's, a, that's more of an achievement-based criteria okay. for, for treatment completion 
as opposed to a, uh, a length of stay or a certain number of days or weeks. But in terms of the time, we, we do know that, um, uh, that for people with severe pathological addiction, okay. uh, the longer that they are exposed to an intervention, the better their outcomes are going to be. Okay. And um, a good example uh, of that is other medical disorders. Um, like diabetes, okay, as long as you are uh, exercising on a good diet and mm -hmm. taking your medication, uh, your, your health is going to be good, okay? Um, once you stop those interventions, um, you're going to relapse, right. okay? Does that mean that, that the insulin and the diet and the exercise doesn't work, okay, uh, uh, because you relapsed after you've been discharged or completed? No, it's just the opposite. Yeah. In fact, it means that it, it, it's actually working. Okay, so that's the same with addiction. Once you stop your aftercare, once you stop your peer support, once you start stop uh, practicing the skills that you've learned in treatment, um, you're putting yourself at, at risk for relapse. Mm -hmm. um, so what is addiction treatment it is, is another one of those uh, kind of all or none questions. Uh, you know, this is treatment and this isn't. Okay, so um, using the continuum theory again, I, I like to talk about um, uh, what's on the left side of treatment and what's on the right side. Okay. So on the left side, you might have something called natural recovery. These are, these are interventions very similar to, to the advice uh, example that I got, gave okay. for your obstetrician. Um, these are less formal kinds of approaches uh, to, uh, to, to treatment or even prevention um, that, that are still important and still have a great impact. The first one is, is education, okay? So, um, you know, we start off with education about the hazards of, of drug uh, right. use. And for a lot of people, that's helpful. Uh, for, for, for some people, that's enough. Um, we have advice, okay? We get advice from our, um, our physicians. Uh, we get advice from uh, our family, those, those kinds of, of, uh, of interventions are important. Self-help, any kind of uh, uh, intervention or book that you might read or get on the internet um, and, and work it out yourself uh, is helpful for many people. And then finally, peer support. I think that's kind of on the high end of the left side of this treatment continuum. Okay. You know, um, hanging out with people that have been where you've been that would, can provide you with support. Um, and then when you get into the treatment uh, part of the continuum, um, I think the most important uh, area is called evidence-based treatments, okay? And we'll talk a little bit more about this when I talk about uh, how effective treatment is. So an evidence-based intervention, uh, to me, is really the standard uh, definition for what is addiction treatment. Okay. And there's three criteria required for an evidence-based intervention. One is, is that it's theory-based. Two it's scientifically proven to be effective, and three, it's delivered in a standardized way. Okay. Okay? So no matter what your model is, if it's behavioral, if it's a inside-oriented, if it's a 12-step model, if it's a motivational enhancement therapy, if it's a relapse prevention model, if it meets those three criteria, it has a, it has a theory, it's been scientifically proven to work, and uh, it can be delivered in a standardized and consistent manner, uh, you've got an evidence-based intervention. Okay. 
In fact, uh, SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration of the Department of Health and Human Services, mm-hmm. uh, has a, a registry called Evidence-Based Programs and Practices for Addiction. There's over 100 evidence-based interventions meeting those th- wow. three criteria on that registry. So um, there's natural recovery, there's assisted recovery, uh, there's informal uh, treatment interventions, and there's formal treatment interventions. Is formal what Bradford would be considered? Bradford would uh, uh, be considered to be delivering a formal uh, 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 intervention, uh, addiction intervention. They, um, we have uh, both outpatient and uh, residential level uh, treatments. We also have medically assisted or moving into, into the area of medically assisted uh, pharmacotherapies uh, for intervention uh, for addiction treatment as well.